You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Button's official podcast about Overwatch. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I am here with Jason Bond, also known as Emery. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And Mikey Kenny, also known as Keylock. Yo, what's up? Uh, you guys don't want to say anything extra for... Well, Mike hasn't been on the show for two weeks. Yeah. Bond was not on the show last week. A little busy moving, getting ready to move and doing other stuff. Adult stuff, as some have uh, said. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a lot of adulting and tired of adulting. Too I'm much sick adulting. of adulting. <laughs> yeah, I just hear excuses. Um, so <laughs> why don't you guys tell us just how excuses. your week in Overwatch has been? Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, kind of fun, but also kind of frustrating because we're in Season 2 and people still don't know how to play but when you do find the people that do know how to play, very fun, very close, very competitive games. I mean, it's been... I haven't had a whole lot of time to play. I got to do placements and maybe a few quick plays here and there. But overall, it's it's just another day in Eichenwald. Um, Eichenwald? Eichenwald. Eichenwald. Actually, that's not even how you pronounce it. I heard somebody pronounce it correctly. How's mm-hmm. that? Um, well, I can't pronounce it because I don't speak German. I'm not going to butcher the language. So, <laughs> so, so, so if you can't speak it, how are you going to call its name out when you need to talk about it? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to call it Eichenwald, but I, I know that it's yes. not actually pronounced so, that. Like, I just want to oh, point okay. out that everybody is now officially calling it what I said it was called, which was Eichenwald, not Wald. Well, we said there. we were going to wait until Athena said it, and that's what she says, Eichenwald. I'm just saying I was right. I was right. Okay, that's fine. I'll let you have that one since you're wrong about so many other things if you want uh, to start pointing that out. Zinyata, <laughs> Zinyata, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, no. Oh, God, no. Okay. Yeah, but it's... I, I forget. There's a YouTube video. I might put it in the show notes where somebody actually pronounces it by its... Like, the way you would say it in German. Hmm. Uh, and they were, they were actually kind of pissy that Athena does not say it properly. But Shocker. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. There's a lot of yeah. people that are ticked off about things. Oh, the fact that Lucio doesn't speak Portuguese? Or right. that there's a god skin that it's a god that shouldn't be helping others, they should be helping her, kind of thing. Are oh, you talking about the Symmetra thing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, the, <laughs> cause I do remember a, the controversy around that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the, already blown it's over, the, but it will, it's yeah. just funny. It's yeah, because you would never see a Jesus Christ skin Ex- in this game. Exactly. Or a, uh... <laughs> you know, or a Muhammad skin. You wouldn't see it. Yeah, so... I don't know. Easy. <laughs> what was that, Bond? Don't want to piss people off, man. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Everybody's angry everywhere. You can't please everybody. 
Yeah, I mean, they can use a skin for whatever deity the Church of Jah uses. Uh, what does it, what is what? <laughs> is it just a, is it just like it's the lady with the umbrella and the salt on the salt box? Is that yeah? It? Oh, <laughs> it's the Mortons. Yeah, it's it's the that, yeah that's that's our symbol, Mortons. <laughs> Morton salt. Oh, all right. Well, that we better gotta, be the thumbnail for this week's podcast. <laughs> well, no, it should have been the po- the thumbnail for last week's podcast because yeah, you were salty. Uh, I was just starting out season two and thing, and I was solo queuing season two, so things were not going oh. that well. That's something we're I'd gonna ask talk you. About. I'd ask you if you still had your hair, but yeah, <laughs> well, everybody knows me knows I actually I, I don't have hair anymore <laughs> by choice. I shave. Yeah, it's it's easier to shave it off. <laughs> I can use the same soap on top of my head that I use the same on the rest of my body. It's awesome. Yeah, but you don't have a beautiful, <laughs> luscious head of hair like I do, so... I really don't want a beautiful, luscious head of hair like you do, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. When it is turned into an I don't know if I want anybody to call anything on my body luscious. When did we turn an Overwatch podcast into an Herbal Essence podcast all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't know, Mr. Luscious Hair up here. My hair is fucking beautiful. I don't know what you're talking He's about. He's trying to grasp on anything he can in life. Jason hey, it's the Bond. little things in life, okay? It's the little things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, let's move on with the show. Like I said, we're going to talk uh, more about Season 2. We're also going to talk about an interview where uh, you know the future of Overwatch was talked about a little bit. Uh, we have a couple things to mention, like a, a discount on consoles for Overwatch, some changes to Eichenwald. Uh, but first, let's uh, start with our top story. Top story. Getting things kicked off here. Some big news that came out yesterday. Oh, by the way, we're recording on September 13th. We're releasing on September 14th. I forgot to say that in the beginning there. But, uh, you know, some big news that came out yesterday is that Chris Metzen is retiring from Blizzard. <sighs> after 23 years. That was a huge shocker for a lot of people. Such a shocker that I actually was on a podcast last night. Wow, talked to like an emergency podcast about it. And they... They roped me into it, so you'll catch me on at least two podcasts this week. Actually, three podcasts this yeah, week. Yeah, that's to say. You have another yeah. one coming. I have another one coming this week. That's just how jaw rolls. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Chris Metzen, retiring from Blizzard. He, I mean, the, he, you know, he's done, oh man, he's been involved in so many Blizzard games, Warcraft, not just World of Warcraft, but I think he did work on Warcraft 2. He's, uh, I think he was creative director. Was he creative director for Starcraft? I can't remember, but he he was definitely involved in StarCraft, involved in Diablo. He was creative director for Overwatch, definitely, because uh, he's the one who announced it. So didn't he do a lot of voice work back in the he day? He did do a lot of voice work. He, well, he did even recently in the re, in the Legion in one of the Legion cinematics. I think he is like the voice of either Vulgen or Varian. I think it's Thrall. I, I think Varian Wern. Varian. Yeah, I'm not sure. I oh, think I don't play Warcraft. I just hear mm. about it because I don't know. We have a World of Warcraft podcast. What? <laughs> no way. Oh yeah, yes way. The one I was on yesterday, as a matter of fact. Ooh, we have two World of Warcraft podcasts. But we're going to get into that a little later. But um, plug, <laughs> plug, 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 okay. plug, plug. Yeah. The, so far, this podcast has been like more plugs and luscious hair than about Overwatch. But we're going to change that here. Um, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, the creative director role in Overwatch. Well, I'm, well, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure his he is uh he did tons of work for this game. Uh, 
when you have a game that doesn't really have a single player or focus on the story, I think the creative director's role really doesn't shine the way it normally does. Like it would in a, in a Warcraft game. Yeah. Or like an Assassin's Creed, you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but I mean, Overwatch, I still feel like has a really interesting, like, it doesn't shine as much, obviously, because the story isn't as focused, but you have people chomping at the bit for more story in this game. So it's well, a- and that's, that's actually his, I won't want to say it's his fault, but that's actually by design. In an interview he did back in, like, April, I think, he said that they purposely did not put lore into Overwatch um, to leave it open, and that the lore was going to be built around each character as they were introduced. Which kind of makes sense, because all the lore that we know about really is through the different things we know about the different characters, or the different lines that they say. But mm-hmm. I th- I th- uh, in the interview, I, I, haven't, you know, I, I haven't read it since it came out, but I'm pretty sure he said that... Um, you know, they had the, the the lore that they had was that they had this organization Overwatch. They had the Omnic stuff, and Overwatch was it was you know at the height of its popularity. Things were going great, and all of a sudden it fell apart. And there was mystery behind that, and the lore was going to be built up behind that as new uh, characters came in. I think that's part of the reason why the comics mm-hmm. and the cinematics really don't focus on lore. Focus you on know. moments in time. They just focus on moments in time, you know, in time. I think the, the the biggest one that probably has lore behind it is maybe like well the Bastion one because that's when he woke up, and then uh, you know maybe the Widowmaker one, uh, you know, alive mm. because you know that's about killing Mandata. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, I mean the Soldier seventy six one, uh, well, I forget what that was called. It just seems so out of place. Like like you know he was just there. <laughs> you know um, but yeah hopefully in the future they'll they'll start getting more into the lore you know Nick asked me on the podcast yesterday was I worried that the Overwatch lore was going to take a hit because Metzen's gone and I don't think so I was like what lore <laughs> well yeah one is what lore but then on top of that I mean you know like for example I- I'm going to take Halo for example <sighs> when Bungie left Halo right yeah People really thought they were like, oh, well, you, you know, uh, Halo's never going to be the same and the story is going to suck. You know, nobody could do the story like Bungie and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, 343 is doing a much better job with the Halo lore than Bungie ever did. Well, there's a lot of books and stuff, though, to go off to, to really draw from a lot of that, though, for the Halo series. Yeah, but then they like, I feel like sometimes 343 like says, yeah, we're going to make this big punch and then pulls it back. I don't know. Uh, I th- oh well, yeah. I don't, don't want to get too. Deep I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil Halo story. I'm just saying, like, it feels like I feel like they want to make a stand sometimes and say something, and then things happen, and then they pull back. Mm. Well, but still, I like the the story from the from the newer Halo games, from Halo Four and Five, mm-hmm. have been much more enjoyable than the previous Halo games. Five? Yeah, Halo. I love the uh, Halo Five. The cam- the campaign. Halo Five was pretty cool. The story was great. Halo Five had a pretty good story. Okay, I didn't yeah. play it, but I <laughs> you didn't I play it. it. Then how do you know the story's great? Because I watch it and I read. <laughs> I've got almost all of the Halo books, and I read all the Halo. Okay, books. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Halo books are good. I've read a few, and all of I, them they're great. I I want to play the games. They're just not on the PC. Dude, I think for I don't know, like to oh, appreciate be on the PC Halo soon. story, like to, to go to like if you take the lore, especially all the way back to Marathon, mm-hmm. 
That story was Ooh, really good. Marathon. That story was really good. Yes. But this isn't a Halo podcast. The point <laughs> I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make was that the uh, I, I think you know if somebody, somebody else picking up the reins and you know deciding where the story is going to go, especially since the groundwork has been laid. The universe, the groundwork for the universe yeah. has been laid. We know that this story does not have to be happy and cheerful, especially when you get down to like the lore for each level. Like, you yeah. know, and, and King's Watch are essentially committing a terrorist act. Right. You know, if you're an attacker. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Eichenwald or Eichenwald or whatever the, whatever, I'm not going to even attempt to say the <laughs> name, but, you know, you're trying to get somebody's corpse. <laughs> you know. Take their armor. <laughs> take their, you know, take their armor. Well, actually, you're trying to recover the whole body. That's what you're trying to do. Yeah, but Reinhardt wants that armor, man. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am 10 credits away from getting that armor. 10 credits. How many credits is it? A thousand? It's thousand. A thousand. I should go buy you know, it. I got to know. Wait, how do you not have the credits already for that? Me? Yeah, I thought you'd because be like you, stocked up. No, usually I don't I don't hoard credits. Oh. Usually like I'm like okay, most of the time most of the legendary skins I can actually do without. Yeah, that's and the way it's I'm like at. if I if I get them, I'll get them if not not. I rather take some the points that I get and get stuff like um you know, some skins that I think just look good on the character. Or some emotes like I, I recently bought uh, Zenyatta's uh, sitting emote because I'm not sure if we if you guys were on the show, but we talked about, or at least I talked about <laughs> the fact that every character has two new emotes: a laughing one and a sitting one. Yeah. You guys know about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I bought the so, Symmetra one because it's fucking. She's just like waiting for you to walk in and die. Yes, I do remember here. You remember uh, <laughs> uh, you talking about that? I got the Zenyatta one because it, it plays like a little jingle. When, huh. when when the uh, balls move around, mm. them. have you seen that thousand thousand coin diva diva one? Oh, the one where the with the she plays the a game. Yeah, she plays a game. That's a thousand. Yeah, because she eat she because like it's playing a game and she's eating Doritos and Mountain <laughs> Dew basically. <laughs> so uh, I still want to see it. Not the name I, of it. I wouldn't pay a thousand for that. Um, I wouldn't be that. I, I okay, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll just be waiting for that one to drop. <laughs> to be honest, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's a thousand because it's labeled as like an orange legendary emote. Oh, oh no, no. I'm not gonna spend that much coin on an emote. I'll just wait for him to drop at that point. I got all the skins I want at this point. That's exactly. why. I, that's why I have enough right now to go and buy that. Maybe I'll check them out later. I just buy yeah. the shit that I want and ignore the rest. There you no. go. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, the, the 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 lore that they have in place, I think somebody could pick it up. And maybe, I'm hoping maybe with season two of the cinematics and the comics, and there's the graphic novel coming out. That Well, the graphic novel, I fully expect to give us a lot of back uh, backstory right. on on Overwatch. And especially Reyes. I, I'm pretty sure the primary characters are Reyes and um, Soldier, 76. Soldier 76. Shocker. Yeah. Yeah, but I um, mean, so I expect a lot of backstory there as to maybe why they didn't like each other. Because I mean, at some point, Reyes was a he was a good person. You know what I'm saying? He was he was a member of Overwatch. He was probably highly skilled. And I I, I want to see where their difference in opinion came from. It's, For all we know, Chris Chris Metzen could have never came up with that. All he knows is that this this guy didn't like this guy. They fought. There was an explosion. That was it. Maybe now we'll get to see that. I so still want to see what's under. Uh, I still want to see what's under Reaper's mask at this point. That's what I'm most interested in. Well, everybody is. I think we talked about that. that but you know, it's it's probably pretty. I don't know. I could conceive a reason for why they hate each other, but 
I'd say mean, it's probably more along the lines of, you know, one person worked for Blackwatch, which was more Black Ops type stuff, while the other one was more of like the noble, you know, frontman kind of a thing. And we'll we'll yeah, find out. And we'll then explosions out. happened. And explosions yeah. happen, and then Mercy does something awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all we know. Overwatch lore. Thank you. Um, I mean, I, you know, if somebody's interested in the lore that we know so far, there's, you can go to Overwatch Wiki and basically get everything that we know at yeah. this time. Um, but I, I, I want to see it in more in official formats. You know, more comics, more uh, cinematics, things like that. And I don't want them to start pushing out a whole bunch of cinematics. I would like them to keep the quality of the cinematics they have. Yes, please. Which take time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everyone except the Soldier 76 one, you guys could have totally skipped that one. Yeah, totally that one was kind of boring. I mean, it was... And it was to the others, uh, so boring. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was the worst Okay, one. compare <laughs> it to Dragons, compare it to Alive, compare it to Hello. It was or, the worst one. Or, and it might be the worst one out of Season 1 and Season 2. Well, yeah, so far Bastions was already better than that one, so... Yeah, and that one was like Wally with guns. Because <laughs> being like a Disney Pixar movie is awful. <laughs> That yeah, one was that? right in the feels, man. Right in the feels. Yeah, yeah I don't know. We talked about that before. <laughs> uh, let's move on to talking more about season two because last week I talked about my solo run for season two, which I've changed things up since then. Uh, I, at this point, refuse to play solo. And I even said that Good last call. week. I started using the LFG, which I'm going to get into a little bit later. But let's talk about your experiences, Mikey and Bond. Why don't you start first, Mikey? My experience, it wasn't... I I did most about... I want to say about seven of my promos were with one other person. And I solo queued three of them. Uh, I went six... Three and one, six victories, three losses, and one tie. So it was interesting to actually see how the tie worked, because that was that was kind of. I I didn't expect a tie, but it was kind of cool that like I actually got to see like what what it what the whole process was like throughout an entire long game like that. Um, came out at six thousand, or I'm sorry, two thousand six hundred and thirty four. 6,000, that'd been insane. That's not even possible. Uh, 2,634. So that put me in platinum. And I've kind of played like one or two games outside of that. And it kind of just balanced out. So that, and that's where I'm kind of sitting. All right. And what about you, Bond? Uh, going through the placement matches, I was really worried that things were going to be really bad and I was going to place down in gold or something else. And, uh, pleasantly surprised that I placed in Platinum after having a couple of bad games, you know, because I played with you for all of them. Yeah. And uh, the first couple of ones were really, really good. Like, we had a couple of really good matches. One was a draw, but it seems more often than not we ran into, you know, idiots and uh, not so much idiots, just players that might have been newbies and didn't necessarily know and there's only maybe one or two games where these people like were just straight up bad and i think it was on purpose really we had one guy that kept on choosing to be a healer when i was already clearly a healer you know so i oh. dropped out and then he decided to change at the very last minute after going and asking why i switched uh and that which was like it was pretty obvious and then a the couple of the games i think we just ended up winning when we probably shouldn't have <laughs> 
Yeah, we definitely had games on like we should have lost. And it was more than just one game. It was more than one game. It's funny y'all say that because I had like, I think about three of my victories were like pub stomps. Like, it was like, do these, does my, does the enemy team not, not understand what, what's going on? Like, do, do, do they not, do they play this game? It's pretty much like what me and my friend were like saying over calm. We're like, is, I thought competitive was supposed to be serious. Like what, what's going on? Like yeah. it was, it was like, com- like I, I like, di- like complete and utter decimation. Like I'm not even like, but like it's not because like we were doing anything good. We were literally just like doing the basic ass setup anybody would do. And so they were are you just talking like completely destroy like team wipe, you know? Team yes, kill wipe. Wow. Several team kills, and I'm just like, we're not doing anything special. We're not. We're not doing anything really all that good either. We're they're just playing really stupid, and I just don't. I don't know. It was weird. I I I felt the the matchmaking wasn't on that enemy team side at all. Oh, matchmaking was fucking horrendous. Yes, <laughs> that's that's the thing. I will. And I solo queued. Like that's one of my biggest gripes. That that even after placement matches, um, it, matchmaking was just. Awful. Like some of these people that I mean, I for placement matches, if you place me with somebody that's awful, you can say, Well, they're trying to figure out where to place you and that's why I got placed that way. Right. Well, after placement matches, you know, that there should be no excuse after that, especially with, you know, everybody having a visible essentially you know, you know, MMR rating. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, we like the the few matches I'm just kinda like, We're gonna lose, we're gonna lose, and then we win it and I'm it's like our team just sucked a little less. <laughs> you know, that's it. Like, our, that team, it? our team had to just, you know, uh, how many times, suck a little less. how many times. And this is how, you know, they really, really sucked was that John, I would have, we had one person who was mostly AFK through an entire game. Again, don't know how the fuck we were able to do what we did. And then I suck with May, and I came in and was able to destroy people with May and actually help like wreck a team. You know, other times, you know, Jaw going Reinhardt be like, Jaw, we got to do something together, both of us. I'd switch to Anna, which I don't. Even, I didn't even like Anna that much, but I, I kind of like Anna now more than Mercy. You know, I'd switch to Anna, boost him as Reinhardt or as uh, uh, Winston there. Yeah, and we would we, go through and carry a team. I know we won one game because uh, it was a payload. I can't remember on which map, but it was a it was a payload game, and. I was a Reinhardt pushing the payload uh, forward, mm-hmm. and they had a Reinhardt that just kept backing up away from me. Like he just kept backing up, so I yep. kept pushing the payload forward. And his like as he was backing up, his entire team is backing up with him, trying to you know. And it's just like okay, we're just gonna keep pushing the payload forward. But the thing, I've been on the opposite <laughs> end of that too. Yep. I've been on teams where we have a Reinhardt that won't push forward up to the cart to stop its forward momentum. Yeah. Or the tanks won't get on the cart to stop its forward momentum. I've had that happen on my side. I'm like, I don't understand why you're not getting up to the cart. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I've seen that, but yeah, it's... A, I play tank, though, and it might be because of passiveness of the attack of the defensive players as well. Because I've played tank, and I'll go up there, and next thing I know... Everyone that's supposed to be with me has completely now just ran the fuck away. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, 
Well, shit. <laughs> well, even as a tank, when I do that, I don't necessarily expect people to be like right on my ass. Like especially if I do Roadhog, I'll do Roadhog so I can get on the point and keep it from moving. But I fully expect for somebody to be shooting onto the point or shooting or uh, it's doing some type of damage near the objective. Nah, bro, to, the, to push people back. Nah, That's the Genji, the Genji and Tracer has to go hunt down on the other side of the map. Apparently, get behind everybody, watch our team die, and then then realize, oh wait, we didn't lay any damage down. That means that we're sitting behind them, not able to do shit because the rest of of our team is dead now because we weren't helping damn what yeah. you mean like how the team says hey anna we really really need you to take that bastion out all right man i'll i'll go and do it heal a couple of people go and start killing the bastion kill the bastion i turn around like all right guys let's push up everybody fucking left and the whole enemy team just freaking rolled me i'm like stuff like that i'm like are you fucking kidding me and i yelled at him too so i was like why are you even talking to him why are you even yelling because like because they fucking asked me to do something they left me there assholes yeah yeah it's the matchmaking i think the biggest problem that competitive mode has is matchmaking one of the suggestions i made last week is that they need to break each tier they need to divide each tier by five and then have a division you know so like for gold and platinum and diamond even silver it will be you know each tier will be a hundred points and you matchmake with every with people inside of your tier I'm sorry, 15 million people have this game. You mean to tell me that we can't get, you know, matches of six of people within 100 points of you? And on top of the matchmaking, I think the placement was just wrong. Like, the, like there's people who, are, who should be in silver that are sitting in gold. I've been seeing more and more diamond players. Uh, you know, players that, that place diamond, they're not diamond anymore, I... I, I uh, when I was like, you know, at the edge of gold, I'd see a diamond player, so I'd check out their profile and see that they had dropped 400 points, 500 points, and that's why I'm playing them right now. Mm. And so, you know, you have people who placed in diamond and getting thrown back down because they placed too high. There's something wrong with the placement system. I don't there's disagree. Something with, there's something wrong with the placement system. And even when, because here's the thing, I mean, because I placed in gold, and when I placed in gold original, I was like, okay, not that big of a deal. I could probably just climb out of it in a few ma- in, in a few uh, games. But the problem I was having is that when I was high gold, they'd bring somebody in that was low gold to kind of balance it out. And it only takes one or two players of, like, of that, you know, uh, ilk, let's just say, or that skill level to kind of, you know, throw a a game for you. And sometimes they'd really try, and sometimes they wouldn't, you know. Um, So, like, you know, you have, at the lower tiers, you you definitely have people who refuse to switch characters. Refuse to switch characters. Why is that even still a goddamn thing? Oh my goodness, that is infuriating. You and I are swapping characters repeatedly. Well, there was definitely one game (sighs) where I said something because... I had switched characters like three times, right? Yeah, so you didn't and get old. Did you get any ults off that game then by switching that many times? Or no, I got two. ults off. That's how much oh, okay. like damage and shit I was doing. Okay, so I, you know, I, I switched characters three times, and I need to switch again because they had they the, the enemy team had changed their comp to meet what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, like we need this Zarya to take out that diva. If I switch, we're going to have another hole. Somebody needs to change their character. Mm-hmm. Please. And somebody finally changed their character, besides me or Bond. 
it was it, it, it was frustrating but you know, you go and say things like, "Oh, you know, I, you know, at the end of a match, I, you know, I try to reconcile the fact that we lost." And I'm like, "Well, you and I did what we were supposed to. We did our best. We tried." And you're like, "Well, it doesn't matter because it's not a win." And I, you know, I always respond with, "Well, I hate losing too. I like winning." But at this point, you know, trying to get people to go and make those changes to get that win with us, I don't understand why it's not more apparent for people. Yeah, well, people. I mean, this is, I think people. You know, we we at that that level when you have people at a lower skill level they it's harder for them to read the enemy comp and see what they need uh-huh. i think that that's part of the problem i mean because like you know like i was i don't know i think when we started playing together i was like i'm 2400 right yeah and now i'm now i'm plat now i'm 25 you know uh well 2550 or a little bit more than that so in, in the course of a day or so i gained 150 points and that's still with losing uh, some games when we would, because you know that's when we started using the LFG site. Uh, yeah, it you know that that's uh, you know we get some people who are good and some people who just really weren't. You know, um, and if we I, do that, we have to set limits on it. We have to be in charge of the group or something, man. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the keep... LFG stuff. Cause I promised the audience that I would, uh, I you know talk about um, mm-hmm. you know using LFG sites and what I found out. But one of the things I did want to bring up was that there are definitely people out there having the counter experience to us. There's a lot of people who are having our experience where it's, you're getting frustrating matches and, and things like that. And there are a lot of people, and, and, and there's a lot of merit to that. But there are definitely a lot of people who themselves are the problem and they don't want to admit it yeah so on the forums you have a back and forth of people saying well this is a problem and other people saying well no it's not a problem you're the problem and i get it because some people are just complaining to uh, complain to complain and they're blaming their teammates when they should be looking at themselves i gotta tell you guys when i'm blaming somebody for not doing what they're supposed to do I can tell you, like, I can give you a legit example, like that Lucio I talked about last mm-hmm. week, that I had to argue with him to stay with the group. Yeah. Mm, or that I had to yeah. coach a Reinhardt to push forward. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Because at, with every loss, at, every loss I get, I don't sit there and stew, like, oh, this this team was just bad, and, you know, I, I would be doing much better if I was with a two-man or a three-man. That's, that's not what I do at the end of each match. I, I look and see what could I have done different. Should I have switched? I mean, I've even said stuff to Bond like I should have went this character. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or I should have did this. Or I should have did that, and that would have helped that. Or, or you know, we switched too late. You know, I I much rather be able to take the blame and put it on myself because then I yep. can fix it. Then then I can fix it if it's my fault. But sometimes, dude, it it you know you have a lot of people in the forum saying that it's not, you know if you are ranked low, it's your fault. No, dude. When you get to a certain level, uh, if you maybe in diamond. You know, if you if you're dipping down from diamond into platinum and maybe bouncing back and forth and not growing up, that's a different story. But in gold, no, you definitely have players that you know their lack of skill can bring you down. Now there was one forum post that I'll probably put into the show notes where uh, someone was talking about their experience. He solo queued from gold to to you know to diamond. So God bless him. (laughs) You know, that's great. But just I'm I'm reading his story because he's I guess he's trying to prove that you know the problem isn't with the system it's with the people. But I'm looking at some of the point spread he's getting like you know for the the most point I've I've ever gotten for a for winning a game is thirty points. That's the mm-hmm. most. 
he was bouncing between 27 points and 37 points per game. Why was his points so high? And I have a theory about that because it looks like he's playing mainly attackers. His main is Bastion, by the way. Mm. And it doesn't look like he switched all that often. That's another thing. That's what, something else I want to bring up. I want to talk about in a, in a minute. That I, I do think that hero switching might be hurting performance stats. But I'd believe it. Yeah, like, you know, and then, you know, when he gets a win streak, he's getting like 56 points. When I get a win streak, I get like 40-something points. Yeah, because, because you're probably switching heroes. So it's like, why, why is he getting so many points? Now, um, so I have, on average, I would say I'm probably losing 20 points per game. The most I have lost was 60 points. I lost 60 points in a game toward the beginning of the season. And I turned the game off at that point because it erased three wins. I had three wins in a row, one loss erased the entire day. But, you know, he's getting a high, he's getting a lot, a lot more points winning than he is losing. When I started grouping with people, that's when my, uh, my loss points started to go down. Like that's, I I would be between 15 to 20 points per loss, but between, uh, I would say, 23 to 27 points per win. But yeah, that's yeah, and like I said, he's in I think he's in, actually no, I think he dipped down a little bit. Right now, he's in platinum. He's like on the edge of platinum. He's 29-23, he's saying. And he gives some tips, you know, at the end, which I'm gonna read the tips because they're good tips anyway. Alright? So join team chat, voice, you know, talk with your team in some manner, communicate. Two, tell those who are in group chat and who are in group chats and grouped up to join the team chat so you can work with them. And Bond can tell you I've been doing that every fucking game. Yep, mm-hmm. we have it set no hostility. To switch over to team. Yeah, no hostility. Work together, except when mistakes are made and don't blame others. And unlike Bond, when I get angry, I don't put it into team chat. <laughs> I, I put generally it- don't. Like there were some times where I was like, okay, this is this is enough. Like. You know, the guy going AFK during the match. Yeah, I, I reported him. And then him. people just being general assholes like they were. I got I got pissy. I bitched. And then I muted them. And I was like, I should have done that the first time. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a win, by the way, folks. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> that, that was with The guy went AFK. Yeah. Um, folks, your performance. Do your best. Don't get fed up over stupid things. Uh, talk, talk, talk. Fill that dead air with words. Uh, call outs, congratulations. We're on number six now, by the way. Call out, congratulations, compliments on great plays. Mm-hmm. He's basically talking about coaching, which is something that I try to do, but sometimes yep. I just don't fucking feel like it. I work eight hours a day. I don't have time to be your coach. <laughs> you mean all you the don't want to babysit the internet? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, encourage communication. Funny, be Mike. kind. <laughs> consider it. <laughs> yeah, even when dealing with shitheads, ignore purposeful aimed attacking comments. They serve no purpose but to show you who the bad players are. Have fun, enjoy the game. If you need to take a break, to be clear, or to clear your head from stress, take a break. If you're not enjoying playing, you're probably doing something wrong. So, you know, <clears throat> those are those are good tips. That's what, that's what I write about. At the same time, his experience is much different. And on top of that, he may actually be getting kind of lucky with the players that he's getting. Possible. Because that's what it feels like. It feels like it's coming down to luck. I mean, sometimes we luck out and the other team has some bad players. Because like I said, it only takes... Yep. I mean, I can only say... I, I, I can't stress it enough. With Overwatch, it only takes one or two players 
to ruin the team. Because the, the way, the, way the, the characters are balanced and the comps are balanced, it only takes one or two. So if the, the other team has somebody who's, who's either trolling or not knowing what he's doing, then you know, that, you know, luck can be on your side. But it is, sometimes it is luck of the draw. It, it is just luck of the draw with the players that you get. And he could have just been getting good players, especially since he moved up so fast. Because it looks like he, because he's talking about over the course of eight days, he flew from gold to diamond. You know? So, you know, that's he like, made, that's what, just gold to plat to diamond, right? Like, it's gold only to like. Gold to diamond. That's, that's a difference of like 600 points. He flew up. Yeah. I mean, if you play all, did he play all, did he say he played all day? Or was no, it like. Well, so this is the course of like, you know, eight days he did this. Oh, like. that makes. I I could see that. Like that's that's doable, but I mean luck. There has to be luck has to be on your side a little bit there. Yeah, I mean it was just like last season when I started playing with players who were in their sixties. Luck became less of a factor. Right, it was more of skill at that point. It don't like I. It's a few podcasts ago, or you know, podcasts before the season was ending. I said I can solo queue like this. You can solo queue when you have, you know, some of the higher level players because it almost doesn't matter who you get. Everybody knows what they're doing. Nobody's yep. really trolling. People are still communicating, and it, it gets better. But the the farther you go down in Overwatch, you know, players in silver. I hear pe- people in silver complaining about trolls and levers all the time. You get more levers, more trolls. The lower you get. Oh, I'm sure. So oh, you know, and I hate that that counts as a goddamn loss for you too. That's so stupid. It is. It is. I mean, so the the yeah, like, but, you know, it, but it, then it, the but the it, problem is, can I can I speak to the to the leaving real quick? Go ahead. Just, but the problem is though. Let's say, what do you do when it's like, oh, we're losing this game. I'm out. Now this doesn't count for y'all. And then you have a team of six that just does that rotatedly. Whenever they have a bad game, they just have the next person leave out. Well, then that's why you should have. If we're leaving a game, you automatically lose 100 SR. And you're banned for ten minutes. So unless that sixth per the ban for ten minutes is already in place. Right. So unless that sixth person isn't gonna play for the rest of like isn't gonna play for ten minutes. So hundred okay point hundred points is like what? How many games is that loss? Like seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, hundred. Oh, I thought points. you said loss. Oh, I'm sorry. No, a uh, hundred points. I said a hundred points. That's like two um, games. That's one fifth of a rank of of a tier okay. for leaving a game. So one fifth of a tier for leaving a game, and you're not gonna get a hundred points for a win. By the way, to get a hundred points back, you need at least three wins at minimum. Probably, I would say closer to four or five. True, but then that's why you spread it across the whole team of six. Yeah, but who's gonna who's gonna take that L? Who's gonna take the hundred point loss and the ten minute ban? Not to mention, if you do it enough, you get a perma ban. It's true. But from, gonna... from that season, like that's that's quite a bit, you know. I mean, if you if you either really really love your friends, or all of you are dicks. <laughs> when to go with there's a lot of dicks be. on the internet, and I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of dicks that would do it. You know, anyways, yeah, but this, I'm pretty sure there's people who would do it, but it's just not the smart move. And I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think most teams would do it. I wouldn't do it for you guys, just to let you know. I wouldn't ask you to. 
<laughs> I know I wouldn't take that hundred point loss, <laughs> but yeah, that that's that. I, I don't know how much SR gets lost. I know there is more of an SR loss for for leaving a game early, but I, you definitely do get that ten minute ban. You get that ten minute ban, and maybe a little bit more because some people were complaining about getting perma banned already. <sighs> so uh, yeah, but then yeah, so for the leavers, there needs to be super harsh penalties, in my opinion. I don't mind it at all. If you if you know you had to go do something mm-hmm. soon, don't mm-hmm. start a, a competitive game. Okay, but Comcast dies for Comcast reasons, and you well, just lost 100 SR. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck. Call Comcast and complain to them about it. I'm just saying, like, there's just a lot of factors to... A lever penalty... Like, this is, this is a thing throughout all competitive games. Lever penalty is... A problem in every fucking game that I know of. Yeah, no mercy. I don't care. I don't care. Because the thing is, everybody's catching an L, especially in this game. I've only had one game where I have won in a 5v6, and that was on PS4. Mm, that's... That's, uh... That was... Yeah, I was like, you guys are now. better than this. You guys are better <laughs> than this. Yeah, but, um... Now nah, the, I mean, I'm glad this guy was able to make it up there, but luck was definitely on his side, and I think he moved up so fast that uh, you know it it he didn't really get a chance to experience what a lot of us experience, which is you know you win three games, you lose one, and half of that's gone. You know if he you know if he if he only had you know, uh, let's see. So I'm trying to see the the actual day he he made uh he made Diamond League. I think he actually made Diamond League like on the fourth day. That's really that's some really fast movement. Mm-hmm. You know, so like he might not have experienced the you know the 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 win two or win three lose one and now that's half the SR you had. <laughs> you know, like we've already come across. Yeah, like times. in solo queue. <laughs> uh, now, like I said, in group queue, we did not have that issue. Uh, well, at least I didn't have that issue. Like, the, the, my SR lost was not that bad. But I do want to talk about, like I said, I want to talk about the hero switching thing because, I, you know, I switch heroes a lot in a game if needed. It's very rare that I uh, stay in one hero because if the other team is any good and they switch their comp, I switch our comp. You know, the it's most of the time if I don't switch heroes, it's because I'm like a Reinhardt, or or maybe a healer, like a Zenyatta or a Lucio, right? Something that doesn't need to be moved around. But if I'm in one of those fluid roles, like a DPS, or like you know a secondary tank or something like that, right? Then yeah, I'll switch. You know for sure. Like you know if I'm playing Roadhog. And I see there's a Widowmaker fucking up our team. I'm probably going to switch to D.Va. Mm-hmm. You know, if I need to stay tank. And that's, I'm sorry, that's that's the way the game is made to be played. You're supposed to switch characters when you need to. But we've all seen it before where, you, you know, you'll be doing great, you know, technically speaking, with whatever class you, you're playing, but you won't have a gold. You might have a silver. Uh, you might have a bronze, but you won't get gold because you keep switching classes and your damage output is changing. Like I've had games where I'll start off as like I had a game where I started off as Zenyatta, right? I had gold 
kills, eliminations, gold objective kills, gold time on objective, and gold damage, as in yada. But then mm-hmm. I needed to switch off to a tank. I needed to switch off to Reinhardt, and somebody else took over a healing. And after that happened, I quickly saw myself go down to silver and all, then bronze and all, and then a few, and then at the end of the game, I was only bronze and two. Yeah, I mean, that happens all the time when I play Symmetra. Like, I'll have gold and a whole bunch of crap, and then the minute, like, I need to switch out of Symmetra and go play, like, Anna, or yeah. go play a tank like Zarya or Diva, I just lost all that stuff that I had done in that first point, and then, yeah, it's just how it is. Yeah, and I think that that's definitely negatively affecting the performance rating. I really wish I could test more, but I mean, I think I need to play with a group of three, like a good group of three, so that you know I could stay on a roll the entire time, mm. uh, or as much, as much as possible. Like if we really needed to switch, then we could switch. But I'm one of the first people to switch because I'm like, okay, they're doing this. This is our current comp. I'll see if my the class I'm playing is you know if I can switch or if I'm gonna need somebody else to switch. And most of the time. Because I don't play healer all the time. I definitely play tank more than I play healer. But my number one tank is Zarya. So if I need to, I can switch off of Zarya. She's usually not mandatory. Uh, unless a de- unless it's a really good diva on the other team. You know? At this yep. point. At this point in the meta. So you know, I can usually switch. I'll, I'll switch characters. And I think that might be hurting my performance. Especially when I was solo queuing. You know? Because if I did stay on a character the entire game, I would definitely get all golds. But with switching, it just doesn't happen like that. So let's talk about LFG um, discoveries. Maybe it's a little sub-segment. I might have to come up with all the, if, you know, for a few weeks as I go through these LFG sites. So the LFG site that I've been using is Overwatch LF. Oh, so is it, it's Overwatch FG or is it LF? Hold on a second. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Overwatch LF. Yeah, it's OverwatchLF.com. And it has a really simple interface. I've seen this before. I think it's the same guys who do like the the interf- the um the destiny LFG site where you don't have to sign up for an account you can so sil- you know select your platform you can select if you need a mic whether you're looking for more or you're looking for a group and uh then you just put an entry in and people will send you messages right on the site or they can um you know send you friend requests most people send me friend requests directly in the game the only thing I really don't like about it is that if the person doesn't put their exact, you know, battle tag in, like, you know, um, case sensitive and all, you really can't look them up until you friend them. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I don't like. Uh, because unfortunately, you know, if I'm, if I'm at the edge of gold onto platinum and I'm trying to move the platinum and somebody who is like, has a skill rank of 1800 sends me a message. I, I I hate to say it, but I really don't want to group up with that person at that point, you know. <laughs> Even though technically speaking, you can't like you can ride a low tier to a higher tier. But if they fixed it so that you know you get the proper uh, <laughs> you get the proper points for losing, then that might not be worth it. Yeah, don't aren't you supposed to lose like a whole? good chunk if you lose to lower ranks. Yeah, you're supposed to lose a whole good chunk. It's just a risk I've... <laughs> high yeah. risk, high reward. Yeah, a risk I didn't want to take, but... Actually, is it even a high reward? Like... Well, last season it was. Last season, I don't know, like, I don't know why. It was supposed to calculate it correctly, but it didn't. 
But last season, it uh, you know, you really didn't lose that much points for losing with a low tier player. Ah, uh, okay. You know, and you got this. You didn't get a lot of points for winning with them, but you got enough to push you up the ranks. Hmm. Okay. You know, so uh, the if, but back to that that website, Overwatch LF. I mean, uh, my experience has been pretty good with it. I um. I I didn't pull myself out of gold with the site because I only used it for about a day or two before me and Bond started playing. Mm-hmm. But I was definitely I stayed toward the top of gold, getting one or two people from that site, and uh, I actually didn't play that many games until Bond came along. Uh, so it's it's you know I I definitely won more than I lost. And the people that I played with, because that's what you got to worry about. That's the thing. I, the thing about these LFG sites that I worry about the most is getting online with an asshole. <laughs> that's like the that thing I worry about guy. the most. What'd you say? The one guy, the very first guy we I've, pulled in from it. Well, he had, wasn't an asshole. He just didn't really talk, and then he left. Like he wasn't. We, I, I had a group who we we pulled together from friends of friends, and we're like, okay, well, let's try some quick plays, and then we'll go into competitive. Do, one of the people that was a friend, friend, friend of a friend, complete asshat, rage quit, was complete dick, and I'm like, dude, where the fuck did you find this guy? Like, cause seriously, this dude's just an asshole. Well, why didn't I get invited to the group? I'm a friend of a friend. We had six <laughs> already. <laughs> you weren't on the first list, there, friend. See, I say I wasn't on the first list. I don't understand why Jaja uh, was on the there, first list. Because <laughs> it was <laughs> California's time zone versus New. New Whatever time zone y'all are in, I don't Easter. even remember. Yeah, that time frame, y'all are not playing at the same around the same time. Get the fuck out of here! Like, well, I, that's like, not like I go to bed before two a.m. Right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> you do, but yeah, like your two a.m. is my well, can, my two a.m. is you your can, one a.m. Then you can join them for that whole twelve to two a.m. time frame. You could have my spot. I'll <laughs> oh, see. Uh, you don't do friends a friend unless the friend that you know is there. Because I'm not their friend. I'm your friend. <laughs> I was actually a friend of a friend that got dragged into this. So even like I wasn't. I don't even know how it all worked out. It was a shitty group. Well, now just this, put this way, it was a shitty group. This is the question you got to ask next time you get into a group like that. Do you want to win or not? If they say yes, say hold on a second. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's what you got to do. And pull in uh, your is that the, uh, is hey, that the sh- pull in your boss healer at that point too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I are you saying I'm a shit healer? I didn't say you were a shit healer. Um, t- you didn't say you weren't either. <laughs> Said pull in, bo- pull in your I'm boss stro- healer. I'm stroking the fires here. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, okay. Well, yeah, the LFG sites. The worst thing I, I always worry about is you know you get an asshole. That you're gonna play with, but that did not happen at all. Everybody we pulled in was pretty good. We had one guy who really didn't talk, and then he left after one game. That was it. And uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, that site's been working real good. I, I I have found that the best group size to play with appears to be three. Once you get above three, um, you know, like to four, four might be okay, but five definitely, you're gonna no. pl- you're gonna start playing against six mans. That six man teams that work well together. Like, I'm not because we did play some six man teams that you could tell they weren't the greatest or they weren't you know 100 unified. But then we played some six man teams that they were actually teams. When I went to go look up their names, 
they were actually teammates and they and they play com- like actually competitively, not just competitive mode. So that's what you run into. So if you're gonna do an LFG, I would suggest you only use a group size of uh, of about three people. And for me, the, I found the best time to play was after 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Because before, I mean, like before that, I don't know, man. Like it. I just think a lot of people either stop playing or, or they go to bed. <laughs> you know, the hardcore people are on after that. So, but um, I think we can uh, you know move on from that because uh, unless you guys got something else to say about season two, I just want to get your thoughts and and how you guys uh, felt about the season so far. So far, not as. Bad as season one, but you know we're only like at this point, what twenty four, twenty five games in. Yeah, well, at that. Fuck for season two for solo queuing, mm-hmm. it was it was worse than season one for me. Oof. I, me, I am more okay with playing competitive now than I was in season two. Like in I'm more one. willing to play competitive. Right. But. My Thompson quick play. Okay. <laughs> like, still, like I'm, I'm not jumping in competitive every, every ounce I, every, every chance I get. So. Right. Well, me, I, I won't go into comp- uh, competitive unless I have a team, a group. Right. So. I will say, when I get salty in quick play, though, from double heroes, I'll immediately jump into competitive and be like, oh god, <laughs> why can't, why can't this be what I play? Fresh, uh, breath of <laughs> fresh air. <laughs> exactly, and I don't have to deal with like four Zarya's. Yeah. Right, let's talk a little about the future of Overwatch. There was an interview uh, with PC Gamer, I believe, where they had a chance to talk to some of the Overwatch staff, and there were a few key things that I thought were interesting about that interview. Uh, one, well, to talk about what Mikey just said, they are definitely looking for a way to bring single hero picks to quick play. Thank you, God. But I highly doubt it's a top priority. I know it's not top priority, but just limit it down to two, even. I'll take two. Just give me something here. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they're looking for it that way. Uh, the thing, one of the things that struck me the most is that the future game modes... Well, they say that future game modes will focus on teams pushing on a single objective. So, I mean, some of the predictions we had for game modes a few weeks ago definitely can't be if that's the case. Uh, they essentially don't want the team to have to break up at all. They want the entire team focusing on one payload. Well, not payload, but one point. One objective. Point. Yeah, both teams focusing on one point, one for defense, one for attack, obviously. But my problem is that this severely limits the type of game modes you can do. Yep. Severely limits the type yep. of game modes you can that, do. That throws... CTF out immediately. Yes, that like if you don't want the team breaking up at all, then yes, it, it 100% throws CTF out. But it throws so much other stuff out, you know. It even throws like deathmatch out or team yep. deathmatch. Well, even I mean, though yeah. we didn't really have. Um, I mean, do you want skirmish? Like, do you really want to just play skirmish in this game? Some people do. Some people really Gosh. do want to play skirmish. Then custom game it, y'all. Just go make a custom. You you can you can. I think you can set up a custom game of skirmish, can't you? I'm pretty sure. Probably. I mean, but then, <laughs> I mean, for that we probably like because they they said they want to kind of do like a server browser thing, so we'll probably see that once that happens. In the year or two it takes for for them to get there, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. 
but I don't know. Like that, that that's a little disheartening to me because I mean they really, uh, they they they're really cutting themselves off right there. Like they, there was they said somebody suggested that um, you know, you make a game type where the enemy team has to destroy something. So the one team is protecting it, the enemy team has to protect it, and they really couldn't figure out how to make that work. But the the funny thing about it is, like, I immediately could think about ways to make it work, <laughs> you know. But then again, maybe uh, the way that I'm thinking is that, uh, you know, it will require, it will partially require the team to 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 split up a little bit. Like maybe not the defending team, but the attacking team for sure. So maybe, so maybe that's why. Like, imagine if you had, let's say, some type of core or something like that, right? And one that the attacking team had to push into it. But two, once they got to the area where the core was, it was like they had, there was something in the way of them destroying it. Like it had some type of protection around it. Mm-hmm. So let's say you had you needed somebody with mobility, like a tracer or a Genji, to go around and flip these switches to to bring the, the shields down or whatever. So while you have some characters fighting at the core itself, you have other characters, you know, uh, doing other stuff. I guess that's that's separate. Even if even if it's in the same area, maybe that separates the team too much. I don't know. I think that sounds like a little more than is necessary for a game like this. I feel like it's overly complicated to ask somebody to go and do that. No in, way. In this kind of a game. For a, for a casual market crowd that this game draws in, yes. yeah, I believe it. Mm. Nah, like, if this was Battlefield or something like that, no, that would be if, the norm, and if we this had was to do it un- back in the day yeah. with Titans. However, like in this game, mm, I think it's if this was. Much. Yeah, I mean, like you're you're asking, sounds like some Unreal Tournament shit. Uh, well, if you or, if you make a game to fit the lowest common denominator, the game is gonna be terrible. There are people who play the game terribly now. Well, no, but what I'm saying is you're at, I, but you're going beyond like casual market as well. Like you're going for, you're asking people, you're asking a team to do to focus on one point and then completely change mid-game on using specific heroes, like mobile-focused heroes, specifically to do that. That was just an example of the type of hero. I want to say mobile heroes have to do this, and tanks have to do that. That was an example. Whoever can get to the... The fucking switch can, can, you know, flip the switch, and then the enemy team could turn it back up, you know? So I mean, like I, I, the the point is, I mean, I guess you, you're not gonna have too many game modes that you can do just by focusing on a single objective. At some point, you're gonna have to make game modes where you split the teams up. And while CTF, because they did specifically mention CTF, because they said you know every game mode needs to make sure that every character is useful and not too powerful. So he start started talking about CTF. You know, he said a character like Tracer would be, you know, really powerful because she could grab the flag and then just be out. Right. And that's true. That's why you, in, in, in Overwatch, you really wouldn't do CTF. You probably, I, I'm pretty sure I talked about this before, you do like a reverse CTF where you have to drive something yeah. into the enemy base. And not only that, uh, when you ha- when you get to the place you have to, I guess, you know, put it in, you have to be on that objective for, let's say, five seconds by yourself. And then, in a, in a, you know, let's say, for example, let's say you have a symmetrical map. Both teams have a base with a supercomputer, right? And you, from your base, 
you have to take like a, like a, like a, a visible piece of virus code to their base and inject it into their computer system. That could be like their reverse CTF, where they, you know, somebody has it with them, they take it into the base, into the enemy base, and then they have to stand on an objective point, like for five seconds solo, in order to to, to get it in, and then you get a point for doing that. Isn't that basically have a payload, move the payload to a point, and then have it tick down time as if it was a uh uh a uh what's it called? as as if it was like for a temple of Anubis or something like that? No, I don't think we're seeing the same thing here. Because that seems that sounds like something very similar. Well, because I'm talking about both teams doing that at the same time. Oh, you want both teams doing that at the same time? And personally, mm. not to mention a single person. Like you don't need to move this thing as a group. Like a single person has the has the objective oh, and, okay. is, and can move across. Basically, the team would need to protect that person. So even as a tracer, if a tracer grabs, you know, let's let's call it the malicious code grabs the malicious code and tries to move it across the map, it would be silly for them to do it solo or by themselves. They need some type of protection. Okay. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it still totally seems hysterical. a little complicated, I think. For... Any, you, dude, any game mode other than payload is going to be complicated. Besides payload or King of the Hill, any game mode is going to sound complicated besides that. Because right. payload, King of the Hill, the only thing less complicated than that is deathmatch. Yes. Death <laughs> the only thing less complicated than that is deathmatch. And if that's the future of Overwatch, that we can't do things because we're afraid people won't understand it, then this game will die. All yep. I'm saying is we have issues with people sitting on the payload and not trying to play deathmatch <laughs> in the middle of a payload game. Right. Do you know how long it takes for me to yell at people to get them to go to the payload instead of chasing down whatever they want because they want their KDA to be fucking godlike? Dude, that's going to happen in any game. You know how long I've been yelling Great. at people across the internet on video games for, so for you being know- <laughs> bad at the game? So you should know... How hard it is to already get them to do the simple thing, and now you want us to yell at people to do the harder simple thing. But that, you're you're gonna it's gonna happen anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't. I you. I don't think you should make games with the lowest common denominator. I think I don't think you're making it for the lowest common denominator because if we had the lowest common denominator, we'd have skirmish. I think you're making it for the mid low common denominator. <laughs> no, the uh, the the thing is the skirmish doesn't work that well. As a game type, in my opinion, is because of the way Overwatch is built. No, I agree, but I'm saying if we were making this for lowest common denominator, we would have skirmish. But then nobody would play Overwatch. That's the thing. <laughs> That's what then, and hence why we're not making it for the lowest common denominator. It's like the medium denominator. We're not making it for the highest denominator. Yeah, but a CTF or reverse CTF or a game type that has multiple objectives. Does not does not mean you ha- doesn't doesn't take high intelligence to do that stuff. It does okay. not. It okay. is not overly complicated. Okay. <laughs> I just know a lot of people that I play with right now that would be like, "What the fuck is this?" Then they let them play payload. Then <laughs> like those that, people. That's get not how payload. the game works. Because guess what? You get random maps, and you that, have to deal with them. As as Overwatch continues to add game types, they will have no choice but to separate it out. We'll see. I have no choice but to separate it out. Like we'll right see. now, escort, hybrid, and assault are assemb- are essentially the same thing. The only one that's a little different is King of the Hill. 
but still it's it's pretty much you know the the same thing you know they'll have no choice in in the future so, i mean like, they're even talking about like they already said they want to do server browsers so once you get to that point in you'll overwatch be able to pick what you want at that exactly point. you'll be able to pick what you want anyway you want to plan a surf map you go plan a surf map yes you <laughs> <laughs> Like I mean, I fully expect brawls to be uh, to be pickable in the future. Soccer, yeah, like well, Lucio yeah, ball. like Lucio Ball. I mean, shit. StarCraft has an entire arcade section that you can play completely. Like you could take that, you could take that game and play a completely different game with it. There's like a like I put one time in StarCraft, I played a fucking side scroller with a tank, you know, <laughs> because of how, of how that works. Not saying that Overwatch is gonna do the same thing, but. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of people who play mods all the time, and with the install base of Overwatch, we're not talking about a game with a small install base here. The game has a very, very large install base, right? Because it's simple. It's well, no, because it had a lot of hype. hype. <laughs> That's hype, why it has a- hype. Blizzard, new Blizzard IP, and the reason why people are sticking with it is because it's fun and simple. Well, uh, we're gonna see how many people actually stick with it because they Overwatch is getting ready to have a uh, quite the winter with all yeah. the shooters coming out. I mean, shit, Toxic just came out and that shit is amazing. I fucking love okay, Toxic. Ask anybody other than the people that run this room. I haven't you heard of mention it until the today. word Toxic to anybody else. And please tell me they knew what the fuck you were talking about. And well, first think it was of all, some kind of- yeah, well, fine. Toxic is an, arena, is an arena shooter and it's on PC only. So if you're on console, you don't care about it. But you know what people do know about? Battlefield, Titanfall, yeah. Call yeah. of oh, Duty. No one knows about Titanfall, first off. Titanfall is getting slipped under the rug so hard. Oh, because what? of Battlefield. Because they thought that it was a good idea to release two shooters right at the same fucking time. Oh, good Titan- job, EA. Titanfall 2 has been getting, has been getting heard, a lot of good However, press. when they had their free the beta, beta, beta weekend, yeah. when they had their free beta weekend, they on. fucked up because they didn't bring it out on PC. They brought it yeah, on PC. I, heard- I was actually pumped to try it because the first Titanfall was actually kind of fun. For, you know, the first, like, two hours, but the fact that there was no story to it at all, no campaign, like, right. and there was, like, multiplayer, it was just six on six, e- like, it just EA did not is, appeal. EA is sending this game to die. They are sending it to die. They're releasing it the same time they, as Battlefield 1. Well, <laughs> same time. They And Call of Duty. That, like, you are the, sending Titanfall to die. No, I don't no, no, care. No, no. The Battlefield, You're it to die. The Battlefield community is not going to cannibalize Titanfall or Call of Duty. Those are two different communities. Yeah. Agreed. Call of Duty, Call, both Call of Duty and Titanfall are closer to being an arena shooter than they are to being like Battlefield. Battlefield is like a, a military shooter. Well, I know, but like, regardless, you're putting, you're, there's only so many hours that people will put into a shooter period, and with Overwatch, Call of Duty, Battlefield 1, I mean, toxic. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm with, like ba- with Battlefield and Call of Duty, they're gonna even gonna play one or the other. That audience is split. But right now, for Overwatch, because there was such a drought, Overwatch yeah. has a ton of Call of Duty players, a ton of Battlefield players, a oh, ton yeah. of people who are gonna get play um, Titanfall. Yeah, you know. So that that like when that happens, that we're gonna see a lot of people start to taper off, which is actually a good thing for the game. To be perfectly honest with you, less stupid. Well. well- well, that's we'll the see. thing. You like people who play, who have a Call of Duty mentality. They're not all going to be gone, but there's going to be less of them. 
people because there's gonna be less people who worry about their KD and more people who worry about the team. You know, I guess yep. there's, there's, there's a, a better concentration of people who are ready to are ready to work with the team, especially on console. If anything, I think this is gonna hurt the console Overwatch community the most. Hopefully, not that much. Hopefully, the community gets smaller, but you know, not too small, just small enough that you have a concentrated amount of players that can get you quick matchmaking, but you can get good matches. We'll That's, see what happens. Go ahead. I mean, we'll just see what happens. Cause I do, I be- there will be a taper off, no doubt, but I want to see how quickly people come back. Like, cause that call of duty high and that battlefield high only lasts for so long. Battlefield high lasts a hell of a lot longer than the call yeah, the of duty battle, high does. The, the battlefield, players will tend to play battlefield for a very very long i have been playing True. battlefield now since 2004 and after 2142 until we got to battlefield 3 i've seen the same group of players now across two expansions on servers that i just happen to go and frequent that i wasn't even on their friends list and i see the same damn people and they're still playing it even now and battlefield came out like over what two or three years ago at this point battlefield two years 4 ago, i'm pretty sure yeah, but like I mean, Call of Duty, like obviously Call of Duty is gonna have a huge influx of players, uh, and that's gonna taper off. But then, I mean, you still on top of that, you have Destiny, like you have Destiny, yeah, and you have, you're gonna have, you have the Division, a... which is pretty much doing a relaunch in October. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of places that are gonna be pulling people from Overwatch, which, like I said, for the most part, is gonna be, I think, is gonna be a good thing. You know, 15 million players in a shooter. Uh, I think is maybe a little bit too much, mainly because you know, well, one, it, it's different from like Counter Strike, when Counter Strike the community segregates itself from average players, you know, players who just want to fuck around going into public servers to players who want to play competitively and you know playing the competitive mode for Counter Strike to players who don't even play the competitive mode in Counter Strike and play ESEA, which if you play ESEA and do even decently, you're probably better than the vast majority of the Counter-Strike community, you know? So it's it's not, you know, if you have a large community like that that segregates itself, that's fine. Overwatch generally does not do that. The bulk of the players are actually playing the game and using the matchmaking from the game itself. And when we have a more concentrated, uh, uh, concentrated number of players that actually want to play Overwatch the way it's made to be played and less selfish, I think that'll be better off. So dropping the numbers may not be a bad thing for us. God, I hope it goes that way so much. Because like when you have those games where everything is like neck and neck and both teams are just doing really good, that is an absolute blast and there's not enough of that right now in the game. Uh, definitely not. Definitely not. But um, yeah, I think... Uh, they didn't talk about any of that in this article, by the way. <laughs> like, you know, uh, the, the player drop-off and stuff like that. Yeah, but I guess, so like, you know, back to the main point about the game modes is if you if you, tr- you don't have to make it super complicated, but if you just keep it too simple, I, I really don't see the game lasting because it gets, first of all, the versatility, the, yeah, it gets repetitive. The versatility of the skill level of 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 you know th- that just it gets stuck, you know the skill like that's one of the reasons why I can't play Call of Duty for so long. I mean, I, when I first like yeah I I generally get Call of Duty for free, so I'll play it. 
and I'll play the multiplayer and I'll have fun for like a week, two weeks. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're playing the same levels over and over again, what you do in games like this, and then the skill ceiling is so low, it gets it gets boring. You know, and that's what I don't want to see happening to 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 Overwatch. I mean, one way they can artificially make it so that you know the the skill ceiling and the meta changes is to artificially make a character overpowered on purpose, and then having you know to nerf that character and buff somebody else. It doesn't seem like they're doing that right now. It really seems like they're they're truly trying to get the balance of each character. But I mean, other than that, like once they actually do have the characters balanced. Which they are pre- at this point with the with the current roster, they're really close to it. The only character that I really think needs some balance right now is Anna, and that's mainly how quickly she gets her alt. And uh, Reinhardt, Reinhardt with the range, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Reinhardt's range, and maybe May's alt needs to be brought down one meter, you know, stuff like that. But, um. You know, for the most part, the game is actually pretty balanced. And then, of course, they're going to add Sombra to the mix at some point. So we'll no, see. No, they're not. They're never going to introduce her. Uh, they're just going to keep putting the hype out. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting her to see her at BlizzCon. Doomfist, next character. Doomfist. <laughs> Ride this Sombra kid. hype train until the game starts dying. Oh, man, guys, our game's dying. What should we do? Let's release Sombra now. Yeah, <laughs> Doomfist is going to be the actual next hero, and it's going to be the little kid. Yeah, with the video. Please, no. 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 That'd be stupid. No. That would be so stupid. Especially with all those hints now about Doomfist and New Bonnie. Now it's going to happen. It's going to be the little kid. Yeah. We'll see. Let's, uh, let's move on from the future of Overwatch to what's happening right now in Overwatch with the weekly mentions. Weekly updates. Alright, so uh, this shouldn't take too long, but uh, console players, if you have friends that played the free weekend and they liked Overwatch, now would probably be the time to get it because there's they're, like a $10 discount on Overwatch for console right now. And I think this is really Blizzard trying to uh, prepare for the drop-off. They know that it's coming. You know, Overwatch was never really a... Uh, I don't, know, it was, I, don't, I don't want to say it wasn't a console game, but the type of game the, the, the console base generally doesn't play all that much. Like, you know, when you think console, you think Call of Duty, you know, and, and, and uh, even Battlefield now a little bit more, but you don't think about, you know, team-based shooters. Like, TF2 did terribly on console, but then again, that yeah. was almost 10 years ago. Uh, but you don't see any MOBAs on console either, even though they have tried. They have tried. Paragon? Uh, Paragon. Well, Paragon's not even really out yet. And uh, I'll be Smite. Honest, uh, I don't hear anything about Smite. I know a guy who used to play it. Mm, don't really play okay. it anymore. Um, Battleborn. I was, was just trying. To, I was trying to think of some. Well, that was all. Battleborn was the closest thing I could think to it. Um, <sighs> Paragon. Really I have not heard anything about that on console. I've barely heard anything about it on PC. To be perfectly honest with you, it looks good. I'll tell you that much. It does look good. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I think Blizzard really is prepping for, prepping for the the drop off. I mean, the first I think the first set of players you're going to see go are the people who are going to go back to to Destiny with with Rise of Iron. Yeah, they'll go, but I wonder how long until they come back. 
Well, if they come back, I mean, if they come back, it depends on what. It depends on how well Bungie does with Rise of Iron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is gonna be. I'm skipping this expansion. I'm not getting Rise of Iron. Well, you should just wait for Destiny Two. Like honestly, like Destiny Two is gonna be like learning the lessons of Destiny. I don't know because you would have thought that Bungie would have learned the lessons from other games that are like Destiny. Well, you thought <laughs> Division would have learned from Destiny, but you know, Oof, like, yeah, putting it on the PC. Well, well, Division Destiny. is on the PC. Des- D- Division is on the PC, but Division still launched like Destiny kind of launched. No, well, one, it, the Division launched with even even less content than Destiny, to be perfectly honest with you. There was even yeah. less to do with the Division, but then just the, the amount of bugs with the Division. Like I said, this, the Division's on its last legs, unfortunately, and if this patch that's coming out in October for the Division... Uh, does not does not wow everybody. I think it's I think it's lights off for Division. To be perfectly honest with you, even though because the thing is like Ubisoft already made their money. I'm pretty sure they already they probably recouped the money back that they spent on the Division because it's like their best selling game ever. I believe. Yeah, I'm sure they made their money already. I mean, all they have to do is like build up that hype and keep making those trailers yeah, that everybody. It's like their best selling game ever. So I think they might already be on the road to making a division two, but we'll see how well that does. But yep. $10 off for console overwatch. Uh, additionally, they have blizzard increased the payload speed of I on Iconwald because somebody made a, a post and the, in uh, the Blizzard forum, saying that Iconwall feels a bit too defensive, de- defense friendly, which is something we were saying from the beginning. Yeah, uh, I mean, defense was pretty easy to win as long as you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Now Jeff Kaplan says that the choke points aren't the problem. He says because the first point Iconwall gets captured over seventy-five percent of the time. He said that the only uh, that's not the hardest choke point, though. That's not the hardest choke point, but still, you know, he says that I think only King's Watch gets ca- the first point gets captured more than that. To that, I say, I mean, you, re- I'm sorry, but <laughs> it does show the quality of player that the average Overwatch player is, maybe, because that first point is so easy to defend. Yeah, but you can blow past it. And there's ways to fly over the wall. Yeah, if well, you can... that's the thing. I mean, like, you, you, you know, that's why you got to play six on six. You have right. to have people who hold up the choke point, and you have people who watch what's going on above. Right. You know, like, I, I will say most of the time, well, maybe I shouldn't say that it's not as, uh, you know, it's, it's really, you know, it's too defensive friendly. The reason I'm saying that, when I'm on defense, I've only lost the first choke point twice out of all the times that I've played Iconwald. Iconwald. Okay. However, I will say that on offense, I generally get off the first point. Yeah, I can say I can agree with that statement. But that's because I just I just chalked it up to the other team being bad. <laughs> Man, because I do the same thing every time. Here goes a, a jaw watch pointer on how to get past the first choke point. But like all I really do is I wait for my team to start fighting. I use Winston. I hop over the choke point into where the group, you know, the enemy team is, and. I put a shield down and I run backwards as I'm electrocuting them and they all follow me away from the choke point <laughs> and then my team just goes in. Like it works like every time. So I think if the if the enemy team is decent, they would know that they shouldn't do that cuz that's, you know, that's not what I do. Like if 
because I've had other people with Winston's jump over, you know, or somebody with a Genji come over or something like that, or 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 Farah, right? But me, like if I'm playing May, I never leave the front, never. Especially if that happens, I'll just ice wall, you know, I'll just ice wall the choke point because it covers the entire first choke point. Yep. Right. I mean, you deal with the person that jumped from behind. That's it. Yeah, the only thing you gotta worry about is people flying, and it is just other flyers. Yeah, yeah but the thing, like the choke, tracers. I never, I never really felt that the objective moved that slowly. You know, mm, across the bridge, it feels like it because there's just so many ways you can die on that bridge. There's so many ways you could die on the bridge, but I mean, that 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 I think that's because it's defense, it's defense friendly, like. Once you, you know, when someone, first of all, like, you, you know, you, the character or the enemy team, the, the defenders aren't that far away from that bridge point. So it's mm-hmm. kind of easy for them to get out there. Not to mention yeah. once they're out there, it's easy for them to get around you. Yeah, Bastion can sneak behind people. Easily. It's pretty easy. Easily. So I, st- I still think it's still too defense friendly. Like, in my opinion, it feels really, really easy to defend it. But that's just me, so. We'll see. Um, some other stats came down. Uh, top, we, uh, Jeff Kaplan told us who's getting the top play of the game because somebody made a post in the Blizzard forum saying, hey, it really feels like Mercy is getting play of the game a lot. Can you give us some stats on who's getting top plays of the game? So here it is. In quick play, Bastion gets to play of the game the most, followed by Genji. Third is Torbjorn. In competitive play, it goes Mercy's number one, McCree's number two, and Reaper's number three. They mm. actually just released a patch today to, I guess, uh, balance Mercy out so she doesn't get play of the game all the time. You know, I haven't seen a single McCree or Reaper get play of the game in competitive so far. Me either. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I haven't seen... I've seen... Zar- I've actually seen Zarya's get it a few times. Yeah. A few Zarya's here and there. But, yeah, I haven't seen a McCree get it or a Reaper. I've seen Mercy's get it all the fucking time. Exactly, though. like, hiding behind res, a rock. Res, res three people and play of the game. Yeah, exactly. And like, I was like, all right. I hate the ones where cool. they're not even out there helping people. Like, you know, they're just, like, hiding behind a rock or something like that. And then they come <laughs> you, out and res, like, please, four people. <laughs> please tell me you've seen the gift set of a nano-boosted Mercy. and She just kills the whole team. I have no? seen that. So good. I saw I saw a <laughs> gif of a, of a Mercy... Sit, oh, you know uh, the village in uh, Nepal. So she's yeah. sitting on top of the the uh, the objective, and she's like literally sitting, not standing, but sitting down. And she see you see the team start go one, two, three, and then four dead. She stands up, hits res, sits right back down. <laughs> that was play of the game. Wow. So. Oh. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a bit much. But I, like, I haven't really seen McCree or Reaper get play of the game in 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 competitive either. To be honest, now that quick play stat, I <laughs> I feel like that's from console bashing getting play of the game all like, a lot. Uh, I really don't see that on PC, but I still see yeah, it on console. I don't see it much in PC either. I don't see it as often, but man, it it happens. Sometimes. Oh, it definitely happens I, sometimes, but I really, I, I'm still really just don't see it all that much. I don't see it as much as I used to, but it depends on how old that data is going back. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's gonna end uh, 
you know, our weekly updates. I almost forgot, but we did get an email from Grundy. He responded to last week's show, so I do want to read that. I'm sorry if I if I butcher a little bit because, like I said, I did not prepare to read it. So he says, hey, Ja, listen to your solo podcast, great as usual. I have tried the new season, but only one game so far, solo, we actually won. Started off on attack, was going very slow, and I thought we were going to make it. Then something changed, and we started charging forward. I thought we weren't going to make it. Then something changed, and we started going forward. I originally started off with Reinhardt. Once we got to the payload, I switched to Lucio. We moved it pretty quickly and won the three points. Then on defense, I went Roadhog and we killed it. Halfway through, when they couldn't even get to halfway through, when they couldn't even get to the payload, half their team dropped. So it was six v three. We ended up taking it all, and I haven't tried any others yet. So we will see. So I'm glad you had a good first game. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder how the rest of your placements went. Um, he continues, your discussion about chatting in Overwatch and Destiny from Jorge, I think in Destiny it really it doesn't really matter much on communication, and when it does, there's no matchmaking, so you're almost forced to communicate to get a team and win those types of, get, win those types of matches. Overwatch, I feel, is a must-chat if you want to succeed as a team, unless the other team is just that terrible. I've seen a little communication like we have been talking about since the start of this podcast, and it seems it doesn't seem to be changing much. I've gone in the chat on Xbox and will shout out where Reaper may be coming from behind or bashing around a corner where others are uh, uh, whether others are listening, who knows. And another thing that is annoying is nobody realized that they need to defend the healers, at least help out. That is a constant complaint I'm hearing from healers. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And more I yes. run around Lucio or Mercy and just get destroyed. I guess I run around as Lucio or Mercy and just get destroyed because teams are obviously aiming for me first, and it seems not many want to play support to heal. That is true. I will say on con- like on PC. I don't see people having trouble taking support or heal. Like, especially if they're the last person, they may reluctantly do it, but they'll do it. At the very least, they'll do Lucio. On console, I will see people be, like, be the last one or two, and they will just straight up be like, nope. <laughs> like, they will, they will pick a DPS or a tank and not a healer. Uh, on another note, I actually contemplated trading in over, Overwatch in and waiting for Rise of Iron and Battlefield 1 to come out. But then I jumped back in and did a single competitive match in one. Made me realize how much fun this game really is, even running solo. Plus, podcasts like Watchpoint get me hyped to play at night. Running solo, though, gets boring and annoying after a while, and I just switched games at that point. Yes, I understand. That's why, because I like Overwatch for PS4, but I don't play it nearly as much as I used to because uh, Waldy77, like, he really doesn't play it that much anymore. So, I'm in the same boat with you there, buddy. Anyway, keep up the good work, and maybe I will jump on onto Discord and get you to pick up Overwatch on Xbox. Smiley face, Grundy. Yeah, I'm still considering picking it up, uh, Overwatch on Xbox. I mean, because I, I talked about it last week, you know, maybe opening up the MASH Discord server to, you know, to the public so that people who listen to this podcast and kind of want to team up and get together that, we, you know, we could do so. Uh, maybe at least once a week, maybe a few nights a week. Um, plus, I I am curious. You know, I I need a reason to use my Xbox more. To be very honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wow. nobody plays with me on PS4 at this point. 
So sorry. You know? I just don't want I just don't do it. Yeah. I don't know why I don't do it. I just don't do it. Nobody plays with me on PS4 at this point. Uh, you know, so maybe maybe I will. Maybe I have some friends on Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> I'll check it out. I will say my fuck I got my headset for Xbox. Like all my headset is 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 like geared up for PS4. Like I have the the PS4 Gold headset, my Xbox one. I just have the <laughs> the one that came with it. So, but uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for being on. And like, let us know how the if you did the rest of your placement matches. Let us know how it went. Hopefully, you didn't trade Overwatch in. Uh, I know you 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 emailed before saying you were waiting for Rise of Iron. Um, so. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy that when it comes out, which is next week, I think. I'm pretty sure that's next week, so um, I, I doubt you'll be playing Overwatch next week when it comes out, because I know if I was getting the game, I probably wouldn't either. But like I said, thank you definitely for for writing in. We appreciate when you guys write in and uh, you know leave your thoughts with us. You know, just just reach out, email you can email us at wpr at You can leave a comment on the website or on SoundCloud or Facebook. Right on the website is also a, con- a um, a contact form if that's easier for you guys so multiple ways to reach out to us just uh you know do so and we'll you know we'll talk about it on the podcast so uh but yeah that's gonna wrap us up tonight for Watchpoint radio um we have well well first of all thank you for listening but we also have other podcasts that you may be interested in we have a in orbit which is our destiny podcast which releases bi-weekly on monday we have WoW Talk, which is our World of Warcraft podcast that we releases bi-weekly on Tuesday. We also have The Torn and the Goblin, which is our other World of Warcraft podcast, which focuses on World of Warcraft lore. We have Watchpoint Radio, which is our show. It's about over, uh, Overwatch, obviously. And we release, bi- we, we release weekly on Wednesdays. We have Double Tap, which is a podcast dedicated to fighting games and the fighting game community that releases bi-weekly on Wednesday. We have Sit Rep Radio, our Division podcast, which releases weekly on Friday. Uh, if you are interested in Division, you might want to keep up with those guys for the next few weeks because there's going to be some major changes. It's do or die for the Division right now. We also have Frontline Radio, which is our Battlefield and Battlefront podcast, which releases monthly the third week of every month. You can go to mashlessbuttons.com slash schedule for scheduling details. Uh, and uh, we're available on multiple platforms. We're available on iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, and we have an RSS link if you want to use a different RSS reader. And all of those links are available right on the mashlessbuttons.com website. We have many in the gaming community that go through many things in their lives. In orbit host Jorge went through this in 2009 with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Nearly seven years later, he is still healthy and in remission. He will be participating in the Rise of Hope Twitch stream fundraiser. His charity is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and is asking for help. We recommend everyone visit www.lls.org to learn more about this charity and to help Jorge out on his campaign page, MASH4, MASH number 4.me slash LLS. You can also go to his Destiny Clan website, thetechthedrome.club, for additional information and watch him stream on September 20th. That is this weekend, folks, at www.twitch.com. Dot tv slash go to nrg he's actually really close to his goal for the fundraiser so if you go over to mash 4.me slash lls and you know put a little something into his gofundme he'll be really really appreciative 
of that. Now, uh, we are available on social media. We are on twitter.com slash MTB site. We're on facebook.com slash smash those buttons and youtube.com slash smash those buttons. Mikey, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at uh, SYM underscore KEY SIM underscore key. All right. And I am underscore jaw underscore on Twitter. That's underscore J A A underscore. Uh, and like I said, we really appreciate when you guys uh, reach out to us, you know, with communication. So f- please feel free uh, to do that. If you enjoy the show and you want to help us out and want to support us, the best way to do that is just to share the show with other people uh, that may enjoy it. And if you really want to help us out, if you really, really like us, uh, if you go to whatever, you know, your platform of choice and, you know, you know, give us a thumbs up or five star or whatever they do for their, you know, their like rating system. Uh, do that for us. Leave a review. That would be very, very helpful as well. And uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up here. Hopefully next week we'll have something a bit more to talk about than competitive mode. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little, I, mean, I think this, this podcast was definitely less salty than last week's podcast. Cause I was hot last week. I was so hot last week. Things are getting Plus, huh? none, of, none of us were here to calm you down and, give you a little bit of a blizzard yeah well, uh, you with the there. puns yeah so <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening we will catch you guys next week see you later sayonara